Hi, welcome to chapter four um, of uh, Andrew Ollerton's book, The Bible, A Story That Makes Sense of Life. This is my potted version of this chapter, which asks the question, what does it mean to be human? What connects the caveman to today's spaceman? This week, we landed the probe on Mars and almost instantly all over the world, we could watch incredible footage and sounds of that distant planet that made us feel like we're actually there ourselves. Humans keep on relentlessly, increasingly, rapidly developing new ways of doing things in every sphere of life. We're amazing. And yet, as Andrew Ollerton points out, we're still made of dust, the way we always were. He says, the average human body contains sufficient carbon to make 900 pencils, enough fat to make 75 candles, and enough sulphur to kill all the fleas on an average dog. Who knew? When reduced to mere atoms, dust you are and to dust you will return. He's quoting Genesis 3 verse 19, a verse we remembered at the start of Lent on Ash Wednesday. But if we're just dust, why then does our heart melt when we hold a newborn baby? Why does our heart break when we lose a loved one? Perhaps birth and death are like sacred windows reminding us, even if our bodies are fragile, temporary and made of dust, we are each of us precious, miraculous, sacred gifts from God. At birth and death we realise our value isn't about our achievements, it's about our sacred nature. Our worth is in our divine origin. Genesis 1 verse 27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. There's no hierarchy in our sacred identity. Each individual is precious to God. Ollerton says, Hard-fought ideals of human, I- human dignity, equality, freedom of speech, civil and constitutional rights are deeply rooted in the Bible's definition of a human being. To ditch the Bible in the name of progress is therefore to saw off the very branch we're sitting on. In order to safeguard the very values we cherish, We should root our understanding of a human being in theology, not just biology. It was this theological understanding of a human being as sacred, made in God's image, that drove the early Christians to rescue babies thrown on Roman rubbish dumps, that drove St Gregory of Nyasa to challenge the evil of slavery back in 370 and centuries later that drove Martin Luther King to make his famous American Dream speech, and Mother Teresa to tend the sick in Calcutta. We must continue to resist dehumanising practices that treat people like dirt, or commercial property, or sex objects, because all of us, marginalised and broken, all of us, are made in the image of the King. Ollerton says the closest thing you can get to God in creation is another human. We're made in his image. He ends with Psalm 139 verses 13 to 14. For you created my inmost being. 
You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Ollerton's challenge to us is try saying these verses to yourself in the mirror. Does it change the way you see yourself? Can you see other people through this lens too?